Hey friends, I hope you have had and are still having a wonderful Christmas celebration. I'm so grateful that Jesus came to bring light and life. And I want to thank all of you who have been financial partners with us as we've continued to make Jesus known across our region. And with the end of the year approaching, remind you that end of year gifts can be given online anytime before January 1st at heritageqc.com or they can be mailed in. Just make sure they are postmarked by December 31st. Now, as we prepare to close out 2020 and step into 2021, there is a clear transition moment where some realities will change with the new year and some realities won't. Yet because we serve a risen Jesus who conquered sin and death, we all have an opportunity and an invitation to experience His resurrection power in all that has been this past year and all that can be in the next. So let's step into this time of worship, prayer, and study together and invite you to lean in as we worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus. Psalm 100 says this, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It's he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So my friends, as we step into worship today, we're gonna to start by doing exactly as we just read. We're gonna give God praise. We're gonna exalt the name of Jesus. Yes, even though 2020 has been difficult, we're gonna declare that God is faithful and worthy of our praise. You know, we just celebrated Christmas a few days ago, reminding us that heaven has come down to give us hope, joy, peace, freedom, restoration, and salvation. Now, my friends, that's good news. So as we continue to focus on those realities, we're going to sing a new song that positions us to celebrate and welcome and give thanks for the gift of Jesus. Let's sing together.
Christ alone, cornerstone. 
strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of. When darkness seems to hide His face, I rest on His unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the As you know, this will be the last opportunity that we have to to gather to worship the Lord together in the year 2020. And I know that many of you are ready for 2020 to be done, just ready to put it behind you. And and I'm probably with you as well. But but I think it's really good and beneficial for us to sort of pray through 2020 and to uh, just give it to the Lord. Because I believe that there were things that happened in this past year that are worthy to uh, latch onto, growth areas, things that happened that were beneficial, things that we wanna carry forward into the new year. But there were also things that happened, as we all know, challenges and just different things that happened that, that caused pain and probably caused us to carry things that we were never meant to carry. And we wanna spend a few moments to lay those before the feet of Jesus. And so I'm gonna lead us out in prayer, but I wanna just invite you to reflect upon those things that you wanna retain from the year 2020 and those things that you wanna lay before the feet of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we approach you this weekend in a reflective posture. We've just celebrated the birth of the Messiah, the arrival of Jesus. We, we uh, probably celebrated differently than in years past, but, but we have celebrated the light coming to earth. And we're about to close out this calendar year. And we confess that this calendar year has been a challenge. It has brought heartache and it's brought confusion and it's been a year of cancellations and disappointment with, you know, canceled vacations and graduations and school events and rhythms. It's brought division and and, and longstanding solid relationships have been shaken in this past year. But Lord, we, we wanna leave this at your feet. We ask, oh God, that you would help us leave behind anything from this this last year that we were never meant to carry, that you would help us release our burdens to you. We confess that the heaviness 
uh, that we have felt that it's become tiresome. And so we ask that you would lighten our load with your love and with your peace. And that as we say goodbye to 2020, that you would also help us say goodbye to anything in our lives that is not of you. And at the same time, Lord, we, we recognize that in this last year, there was never ever one second that you weren't working. There was never one moment when you removed your presence from us. And we thank you for that, Lord. We, we saw your working. We saw you, how you countered darkness with light. We saw how you countered hatred and apathy with love. And as you always do, you used the hardship and difficulty of this past year to help grow us up and to shape us into your image. And so we ask God, help us to celebrate all of the things that were good and beneficial from this past year. Help us to step into this new year with everything good and beneficial and redemptive that you've extended to us. Help us to step firmly into the future, trusting that you have us, that you will never leave us or forsake us, that, that we can trust you with our future. The 2021, it's a brand new year. And while we may encounter some residue from 2020, may we step into the future with great hope at the new opportunities that you are gonna bring to bring your kingdom here to earth as it is in heaven. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your love for us. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, I hope that you've been having a very Merry Christmas as you've experienced what that means in this season. Our prayer for you is that you will have experienced the presence of Christ Jesus, his hope, his peace, his joy, and his love in overwhelming measure in these days, however it is that you've been able to celebrate the reality that Jesus has come for us. Believe it or not, we're here at the, at the tail end of 2020. This is our last weekend in 2020 together. And I know for some of us, the year 2020 has been marked with challenge and pain and hardship. And for others, it's been a year that's gone relatively well, where we've experienced success and goodness in unequaled measure. The reality is, though, however 2020 has been for you or for me, there's an invitation for us to step out of the year 2020 and into 2021 with purpose, with hope and joy and peace and love as we ask God to reveal what it is he has for us and how he would have us transition these years so well. But you know, I can't help but think back on all that 2020 has meant for so many of us without recalling one of the most challenging days in uh, my life. I remember, and I've shared some of this story with some of you in the past, I remember one day when one of my relatives went out on the little plot of land I grew up in in this desert southwest, and he went to go take some of our trash to the burn barrel. 
Now, if you've lived out in the country at all, you know that, that every little place has a burn barrel, an incinerator where clean burning trash can be taken care of because you can't get to the trash dump every week. And so this relative of mine went out and he did his job incredibly well. He had started the, the incinerator on fire and left a couple of really greasy boxes kind of leaning up right next to it. Well, those boxes caught fire, and with the whoosh of flame, the wind kind of carried those boxes out into some of the tall, dry grasses on our property. It didn't take long for the wind to take a few small flames and actually create something of a raging inferno. I remember that day because I remember a group of us fighting with all that we had to try to save all that we had. It seemed like this fire was going to take everything, our land, our homes, our buildings, our animals. And so there we were, beating back the flames with whatever we could muster. We were using garden hoses and rugs and mops and everything we could think of to try to keep the flames at bay. One of the adults called for 911, and eventually this firefighting team arrived in one of the saddest-looking fire trucks you have ever seen. And there, when they finally got where they needed to be and started to get the engine running to fight this brush fire, the truck broke down, and the flames started to advance around the fire truck itself. It seemed as though everything was going to be a loss that day. Our neighbors were concerned, and this wasn't affecting them quite yet, but they were, they were looking in on what was happening on our land, knowing that if things got out of control too far, then they would be facing the brunt of the advancing fire as well. Now, the reason I share that with you is because I think it is a picture perfect of what 2020 has been for us. Guys, it was a literal dumpster fire that became a wildfire that involved a car wreck. Now, if that's not what 2020 has been for so many of us, I don't know how better to describe it. But I also know, as I said before, that there are some of us who feel like we've been looking on at some of the hardships and difficulties that others have faced, and we don't know what to do with the reality that 2020 has been a good year for us. But what if What if no matter what our experience has been, one where it seems like the fires of life are coming fast and fierce at us, or one where we've been relatively unscathed, what if 2020 could be redefined for us in a way that changes everything? I ask that because I deeply, genuinely believe that God has something he wants to do in, through, and even for us in these last days of 2020 that move this from a space of hardship and heartache or where we feel like we're peering over the fence at what's going on around us into something beautiful and powerful. We're going to use a scripture to to help us journey in that. In fact, we're going to be in the book of John chapter 11. And in this story in the book of John chapter 11, Jesus is interacting with some of his closest friends, people the scriptures report to us who he loves very much. But this group of friends, two sisters named Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, are having a challenging season. Things go from bad to worse to even harder still. And in the midst of it, 
we see Jesus at work doing something incredible. I think there's something we can learn from their story about our stories. And so as we journey through today, our conversation is going to be just a little bit different as we kind of intersect with their story and start to ask, what does that say to us here in 2020 as we try to step into 2021 so well? So we're going to pick up that story again in John chapter 11 with an urgent request. These two sisters, Mary and Martha, have sent word to Jesus that Lazarus, somebody Jesus loves very much, is sick. And with that is this invitation, almost a a begging request for Jesus to come quickly and do something about it. So let's pick up that story in John chapter 11, verse 4. This is Jesus speaking. He says, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Wait a minute. Did did you hear what just happened in the scriptures there? Because Jesus loved his friends so much, he waited He heard that there was a need, and it says because, it says Jesus loved these three, and so he stayed where he was for two more days. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know really how to process some of that, because I guess and bet that there are some places in your life, as there are in mine, where it feels like we've come up against a desperate place where we've cried out to God and asked him to hear us and move on our behalf to do what we know he can do. Because you see, Lazarus and Martha and Mary, they knew that Jesus was a God of healing, of miracles, of life, and of hope. They had seen him give people who couldn't walk the ability to walk, people who couldn't see the ability to see. They had watched as Jesus brought freedom and life to many. And so it's on purpose that they ask him to come. And yet they find themselves waiting longer than I think they thought they would. Waiting for Jesus to do what they know he can. Some of us have mistaken the pain and the difficulty that we're in, in the waiting space that we're in, as a space where maybe we're not encountering God's love. But nothing could be further from the truth. Throughout our whole Christmas conversation, we've been talking about the reality that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. That Jesus brought his love, his light, his life to all that we are, to every circumstance that we're in. And just because we find ourselves in a painful place of waiting, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. In fact, it may even be in that painful space of waiting that the love of God is most active, moving in a way we can't see or imagine. At least that's what seems to be the case for Mary and Martha and Lazarus. The story Continues, And so we're going to pick it up here in, in John chapter 11, verse 14. Jesus waits two days, and then he turns to his disciples, and he says, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. 
Do you see how things went from painful and hard to bad? Lazarus, who was sick, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who knew Jesus could heal them, now is beyond the hope of healing. He's passed away. And yet, Jesus says, now it's time to go. And the story then continues in verse 17. It says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, that may not seem substantial to us, but Jesus knew that there was a whole group of people around Lazarus in this space at the time who they believed that somebody's spirit, the breath of God in them, would hover around their dead body for maybe three days. And so if a miracle was going to happen, it would happen on day one or day two or day three. But when Jesus arrives, it's declared that Lazarus has been dead for four or five days. So things go from hard to bad to worse. Because now the circumstance appears to be beyond the reach of hope, of peace, of joy, of love. And yet, and yet the story doesn't stop here. It continues. Martha, Lazarus' sister, meets Jesus on the way. And she says to him, Jesus, if only you had been here, I know, I know that you could have healed my brother. But I also know, Jesus, that anything you ask can happen. There's this sense of hope and expectation, even in that place of pain and sorrow. And she and Jesus have a powerful interaction that we're going to get back to here in a moment. But as she and Jesus interacts, she, he tells her, now go and get your sister. And so she goes back to the place where her sister Mary is waiting. Waiting inside the house where her brother had lived. Waiting in a heap of pain and sorrow and hurt. Waiting, I wonder, in a place of frustration of despair because the one who could have done something didn't. But there in that place, this is what her sister says to her. Listen, she says, Jesus is here and he is asking for you. Jesus is here and he is asking for you. Now, let's step out of their story again for just a moment because I believe whatever it is that you are sitting in today, whatever it is that the last season has meant for you, be it wonderful or terrible, that if you could hear the voice of Holy Spirit in this moment, he would tell you, Jesus is here and he is waiting for you. And so Mary, in the story, she jumps up and she runs out to the place where Jesus is. And then she repeats what her sister had already said. Lord, Lord, if you had been here, if you had been here, I know you could have saved my brother. I wonder for you, where is the Lord if you had been here moment in your life from the last year or the last season? Where is that place in your life where you say, God, if you had only moved, if you had only done what I know you could have done, then everything would have been different. 
my guess is that as we've been talking today, you've had some of those spaces and places bubble up in your mind and in your heart. Don't shy away from them. I believe it's Holy Spirit bringing to mind some places where he wants to minister his healing touch to you even now. Where are those places where you would say, Lord, if only, if only, but instead, here I am. I wonder if you've ever taken that place, that thought, that deep-seated feeling, and you've taken it before God himself and said, Lord, if only. If you've never done that, I invite you to find a space and time even now to do so, because here's the thing, God can handle it. He's not surprised by our pain, our sorrow, our frustration, our grief, our guilt. He's not surprised by any of it. In fact, remember, he's Emmanuel, God with us. And we see that on full display right here in Jesus' interaction with this woman. Because he doesn't correct her, he doesn't recalibrate her, he doesn't say, now, now, don't forget about hope. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything other than be with her. And this is where the scriptures say, he weeps with her. Jesus, Emmanuel, can draw near to us in those spaces and places of disappointment, of frustration, of anxiety, of pain, of fear, where we would give anything to make it different than it is. And here he is. Son of God and Son of Man, creator and sustainer of all things, sitting with his good friend who he loves, Mary, weeping with her. And you know, I think the story could end here and it would be beautiful and powerful for what it is there. But again, it doesn't end there. It's a special and sacred moment. But then we see what the story what the writer has been building up to, what we've kind of, in a sense, been waiting for all along. We see Jesus go to the place where Lazarus' body lay corrupted and decaying. And he orders that the enclosure over the tomb where Lazarus has been dead and laid for at least four days is. And he says, move, move the enclosure for the tomb. And then we see it. Jesus prays. He speaks to God the Father. And I want to read these words to you from, from John chapter 11. When he had prayed, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. That was it. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Jesus was fully expecting this resurrection moment to happen. He's not surprised when God moves in power here. But put yourself in that moment with these women and Lazarus himself. Because up until that moment, up until that very moment when Jesus shouted in the cave for Lazarus to come forth, when the light of the world spoke into darkness, when the breath of life called into this memorial of death, right until that moment. I think if you had been able to interact with Mary or Martha or even Lazarus in his suffering journey, they would have said that had been a season for them marked by pain. It had been a God, if only you had season. 
And if their story had ended there, they would, have, they would have sat in that space of saying, God, if only you had. This season was one of loss, of pain, of heartache and hardship. And the activity of Jesus didn't undo the loss and pain and heartache and hardship, no. But it showed that even in those moments and in those spaces, God was at work and he was doing something nobody could have imagined. And so then, with but a few words, Lazarus, come out. What would have been defined as a dumpster fire of a year for them becomes the year, the space and place where they experience resurrection, where the one who had the power to raise himself offered resurrection to others. It's proof positive of what Jesus had said earlier in the story, part that we kind of moved over as he was interacting with his friend Martha. When she says, even now, if you, if you ask for something, it will happen. And he reminds her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Here it is in living proof that this is true. And what I want us to see here is Jesus doesn't say, I offer resurrection or I do resurrection. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Because who Jesus is, is true regardless of circumstance and situation. Regardless of the pain, the challenge, the sorrow, the real loss and frustration and wonder and worry. Jesus is the resurrection, and the life. This is the baby that we celebrated at Christmas, the one born to die and be raised again to fullness of life so that you and I could be raised to fullness of life in him. I wonder what in your life, what in your space and place seems beyond the hope, beyond the peace, beyond the joy, beyond the love of God that we talked about earlier in this season. What seems just out of reach of something that could happen that would change everything? What is it that's come to define 2020 for you? And there, there, I wonder if maybe even now today, Jesus wants to reveal himself as the resurrection and the life, leading you in a way that you never saw coming because he is so good and so true and so full of love. I want to get back to my story for just a moment, if you don't mind. That day many, many years ago on that little plot of land in the desert southwest, as the flames started to advance on everything we had. Well, the wind shifted and some other firefighters from a larger organization came who had working equipment and they quickly worked to put out the flames. What had been on the line for us was, was suddenly made new and better with a shift in the wind and rescue that came. I'll never forget that. And at Christmas, 
what we remember, what we celebrate, is that the wind has shifted and rescue has come because Jesus is here. And so as we've invited you throughout our journey, the invitation for us is to receive the gift of what that means, to receive the gift of Jesus and his resurrection power. What if 2020 wasn't just what it has been for you so far, but it was the year that everything changed? We still have a few days left in this year. What if in those few days you encountered the God of life, the one who says, I am resurrection, and you allowed him to move and work in the broken and painful and hard spaces of your world? Imagine what it would look like for 2020, not just to be the year that has been already, but the year where the power of Jesus himself is seen in even the spaces of life that seem just out of reach for what they could be. So I'm going to give us a moment where we can live into the reality of that, where we can receive what it is that God has for us even now. For some of you, as I said, those spaces where you're needing him to move and work and breathe, well, they've been coming to mind throughout our conversation. For some of us, our first step to receive the gift of Jesus and his life and resurrection is to ask him to be the one who forgives and leads us. So if you've never done that, we invite you to do that now, to ask him to be the one who forgives and leads you, to be the one who offers life and resurrection. And maybe for you there is a space, there's a specific area of life God, if only, space. I'm going to give you opportunity, all of us, just for a moment, to carry those in our mind's eye before Jesus himself. and Ask him to be the God of life and resurrection there. As you hold that before him, our team is going to lead us in a song declaring the goodness of God. I pray that you declare it with us, be confident of it, that Jesus is who he says he is. He has come for us, and that we can live in the power of his resurrection. So carry that before him now.
grateful for what we just sang about God's amazing grace you know especially in the year that we've that we've just had um, I don't know about you but I'm feeling like God's grace is really that's what's getting me through and so it is our prayer for you that you are experiencing the fullness of God's grace at work in your own life at work in your relationships um, and that you see it around you you know, one of the things that we celebrate and that we are just mindful of is that many of you are joining with us and you're doing that virtually, whether that's online or on TV. 
and that's really the only way that you've connected with us. You haven't been in physical space um, with us, and we celebrate that. We celebrate the opportunity to connect in, in new ways, um, to connect with many of you relationally. And if you've been doing that, but you've never let us know, hey, I'm watching every week. Um, we would love to connect with you, to journey with you. And so if you're willing, we invite you to go to our heritageqc.com website and click the connect button or just scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page and fill out a connect card. We would love to journey with you. We promise we won't spam you um, and we'll try not to annoy you with information, but we just wanna have a relationship with you. Um, and so let us know who you are. Um, let us know how we can be praying for you. And for sure, um, we wanna do life with you. So as we all, I think, kind of hold our breath for what 2021 might hold, um, we want you to know that you don't have to navigate that alone. We, uh, as your church family, we wanna do that with you. So connect with us. Um, you can also text connect if you'd rather do it that way. And when you do that, text connect to the number on the screen. We'll respond just with a connection opportunity, just so we can uh, journey together uh, more specifically. You know, one of the ways that we journey together as a church family is we learn together and we um, engage in small groups together. And that's been a little bit different in this season as well. Um, but starting in January, we'll have some new virtual learning groups for you to engage with. The information about what those are and how to register is also on our website, or you can go to our church app. You can sign up there, you can click on those groups. That's something that we're committed to continuing uh, no matter what this next season holds. And so we invite you to take advantage of those opportunities to connect with each other, um, to, to connect with God, but also to discover more about your purpose. You know, we are very mindful as a church that 2020 has been wild and crazy for everyone. Um, and we're so grateful that we can look back and we can trace God's hand uh, throughout the last several months. And we've seen him do some amazing things. And so we just wanted to kind of close out our 2020 journey with you by celebrating some of those things. Um, God has been so faithful and you have been so awesome to step into new opportunities of service and generosity and partnership and relationship. And so we say thank you and we just wanna acknowledge our good, good father who continues to work in and through our church family as we commit to serving him together. So let's celebrate the good work that God has done and let's continue to be postured expectantly for what he will do in the coming year.
taste the worst than yours.